Whenever I hear neighbors, friends, and family talk about debt, there are a couple reactions. Definitely, some are just frustrated with being trapped with certain things because of their debt. Maybe they'd love to switch jobs, to start a new career, but they can't because they have bills to pay. Others, I notice, kind of just throw up their hands, accept debt as a part of life. Always have a mortgage. And then there's this third group. On some level, yes, they are sick and tired, but they're also ready to do something. That's where Claudia and Garrett found themselves two years ago. We actually had been talking about the house for a lot of years. So we had this big house and we had spent just just uh, tens of thousands of dollars upgrading the house, improving the house, new roof, new windows, kitchen model. I mean, you name it. We, we invested time and money in that house and every time every every summer that came along that we started another home improvement project we had the same conversation what do you want to do with the house so we took a hard look at the end of 2014 wanted to travel more often and the situation with our personal finances was such that we were making our payments we've never been late but that just didn't seem like enough so we started to take a closer look at our finances learn more about how to manage money and in that realization that we wanted to get out of debt so we could start pursuing some other goals we realized that our house was one of the biggest things holding us back from that goal on april 7th 2015 the penningtons started a journey that led them to eliminating all of their debt as of last month. The grand total, just over $200,000. Insane results. But as you might expect, to get to this point, Claudia and her husband, Garrett, had to do something big. Eh, maybe big isn't the word. The Penningtons went tiny. We're talking tiny houses and more today. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth. I'm Elle Martinez. You've probably seen them in magazines, home shows, online, even on TV, like with Tiny House Big Living. These small spaces are beautifully designed with their owners in mind. Maybe they're rustic cabin styles or they could go a little bit modern with all the amenities. Those small spaces are popular for some couples. For one, less space typically means less to maintain and pay for. Right now, the median size home over in the Northeast where the Penningtons live is about 2,300 square feet. Now, there is a debate between what defines a tiny house and a small home, but for this episode, I'm going to use a small home as around 500 square feet, and a tiny house is what the Penningtons like to call a two-cup house. Think of a space, about 200 square feet, just enough room for a couple and their essentials on a beautiful piece of land. The Penningtons are working towards this dream, and as you heard, they've made a lot of progress. Claudia was kind enough to share her story and some tips about dumping that debt and simplifying their lives. In this episode, 
we're going to talk about what pushed Claudia and Garrett to shrink their living space. The real story and process of going tiny. No, it's not as easy as it looks on television. And how they managed to crush debt and achieve financial freedom. And if you stick around to the very end, you'll catch a special announcement. So before we get into how Claudia and Garrett knocked out that $200,000, you'll probably hear that a lot. I just think this is a huge number for a couple to achieve in two years. We're going to start off with why. I know, I know. Isn't just getting rid of that debt reason enough to get serious? But like I mentioned at the top of the show, there are plenty of people who are in the same boat but aren't doing anything. And no, I'm not talking about dire circumstances. I'm referring to that inertia that we sometimes get hit with. So if you're looking to make big change, it starts with your mindset and your goal. What do you want to do and why? For Claudia and Garrett, it started with travel. It was a struggle at first to figure out where exactly we were going to find the time to travel. So while we had the the goal to travel more, like ultimately that is what we want to do. We want to spend months traveling. If we even if we had achieved the financial goals we wanted, when we were when would we pursue that goal? When would we have the time short of the two to three weeks of vacation that our employers allowed? So it took a few months for us to actually get started on this journey um, as we worked to outline what it looked like for us, what our goals were, the steps we would take to get there. And then once we paid off all of our debt, which was our goal, and downsized our house, a second goal, then what, what's next? All, like we, we hit this, we're going to hit this milestone. We were confident we would, but then what? And then there... Uh, we discovered some minimalist bloggers who also write about money and found that their stories really resonated with us about paring down and focusing on that, which is most important. And the two just seemed to go hand in hand for us. It sounds like they were both on board from day one. But Claudia admitted that she wasn't sold on tiny homes and simplifying at first. Garrett had been talking about downsizing to a tiny house for years, and I thought it was absolutely insane i mean <laughs> who does that and so i thought that's there's no way this could work i wasn't open-minded at all about it i thought there's no way that it could work for the stuff that we had we had 1500 square feet of stuff and the hobbies and things that garrett was garrett was pursuing at the time they just wouldn't fit in a tiny house i mean there's just not enough space to have a garage full of tools and living space. On top of that, we have three cats and I just didn't think that people lived in tiny houses with cats. So there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of like roadblocks I could come up with as barriers to keep us from pursuing that kind of lifestyle. So I looked to our stuff first thinking there's no way we could really make it um, without I don't know, purchasing multiple tiny houses for all of our stuff. <laughs> so it, so it's like, okay, um, well, what are the things in our life that would have to change in order for us to make this happen? So um, it started with the stuff. So definitely taking a hard look at stuff. And they had a lot of stuff. I know when we moved into this house last year, I was amazed at how much we had accumulated. Like, 
It couldn't fit in the truck we rented. I wouldn't use the word frivolous, but I'll say that it became obvious we were hanging on to so many things out of sentimentality, which isn't a bad thing, but keeping so much was becoming a burden instead of a joy. And let's be honest, some items can be tough to let go. So we had textbooks and a ton of other books from um, undergrad that were sitting on these shelves. So we had a closet in our home with four rather large shelves spanning the width of the closet. And it was really just for books, textbooks, um, other fictional books that maybe we'd read once and were sitting there and things that had been sitting there since, I mean, we moved them into the house. So things we had had with us since undergrad and I like looking around all the of these books and things like, okay, is this, is this something I enjoy today? Am I going to reference this? It was hard to let go of the books, particularly because I had, um, I had a lot of books growing up as a kid and through various, um, changes in my family situation, I ended up losing all of my books. I didn't have them anymore. So then come college, I had access to just tons of great literature and I kept all of those books with me throughout all through the years and thinking, Oh, I have to get rid of my babies essentially. And all these books that I had acquired, um, throughout that time, it was really, it was meaningful for me to have them but at the same time wasn't serving me today. So textbooks were huge for us. And then in the, in the garage, Garrett had a lot of like machinery and equipment for his metalworking and um, woodworking aspirations, things that he had hoped to get to on the weekends. But that again, just stuff that wasn't, wasn't utilized because we were spending most of our free time on home improvement or if, we had the energy after work. We might be, you know, trying to paint a room. So, yeah. The two created a system that helped them tackle their downsizing without being overwhelmed. As we looked at the things that we knew we weren't using, so starting um, in the rooms that we weren't using, we actually had stuff stored. So, like, there was a, a guest bedroom we had that had a closet where all of these, these like, uh, clothes like winter things coats things like that so um we started emptying out a closet at a time and can we get rid of some of these things that we're not using i had a jacket for example i had this jacket uh, i think i kept it 14 years and i'd only worn it once so we had all this stuff stored that we had never used and never looked at and we kept it in spaces in rooms that we didn't enter so like out of, out of, out of sight, out of mind, definitely mm-hmm. applied to us. So we started with the rooms that we didn't use. And it's funny, we actually weren't using, um, 40% of the rooms in our home. They were really just there for storage. And then we took a look at the garage. We kind of applied the same mentality there. Like what in the garage haven't we used? I mean, there's, and there was stuff that literally hadn't been used for 15 or 20 years, just stuff that the both of us had carted around throughout our adult lives thinking, okay, this will be useful at some point. And in reality, it was just holding us back because it was sitting there unused and it didn't, wasn't something that served us today. It wasn't something that aligned with our near future goals. So is it really worth keeping? Um, so just room by room, we started going through all of our stuff. It was an iterative process for sure. Mm -hmm. Lots of, lots of, 
curb alert messages on Craigslist, lots of stuff going to eBay for sale just slowly over time. We, we managed to eliminate enough stuff to get to this point, but it took, it took, it took a, a solid year to, to get to the point that we felt like we were actually getting a handle on our stuff. As they were downsizing, they were also working on their debt. You heard Claudia mention Craigslist. So that was one source of income they were using to pay down their debt. But they also found a way to create an income stream that would help speed up the process even more. At the start of our personal finance journey in in early 2015, we made a few changes. Um, So I had been working at a nonprofit organization on a part-time basis, doing work that I really enjoyed doing, but it was not making a lot of money. So we had decided that um, in order to pursue this journey of ours, that one, I was I was going to look for a full-time job. And I found a great job in an organization nearby using my um, digital marketing skills. So that was, that was uh, the ste- step number one. And then on the heels of that, we also started a side hustle doing much of the same thing. So I work in digital marketing as a side hustle as well. So we use the side hustle um, income since we didn't need it. We, we'd cut our spending down to, you know, our bare bones budget. We used all the surplus from our W2 jobs and our side hustle income to pay off our debt. In the middle of all this change, they put their 1500 square foot home up for sale with hopes of building and moving into a tiny house. Didn't go as they planned. We started the downsizing process looking for land in our area. So we live in South Central Pennsylvania and the land in Lancaster County is just, it's just crazy high prices. And we didn't want to go into debt for this. Mm -hmm. Um, But full disclosure, we did, we ended up taking on uh, on a mortgage for this, but initially we wanted to just finance this out of pocket. And, uh, I mean, just, just tens of thousands of dollars just for a piece of raw land. So it just, it, it just seemed at first, it seemed like we had taken on an, uh, a goal that we just weren't going to achieve. Like this was not going to be possible in this area. We're going to have to wait and move. So as we had met with some builders and talked about the plans for the house, which we had intended to be a stick built house around 300, 300 square feet, um, between the land, the expense of developing a piece of land and then ultimately trying to build the house in the, in, you know, just some municipality, we hadn't quite picked a place yet. It, it looked like it was going to be over $200,000, which was $50,000 more than the mortgage we had on the house that was already constructed that we lived in. So that just seemed unrealistic and probably going in the wrong direction for us in order to try and downsize. It looked like we were going to downsize our house, but upsize our debt. So we have quickly abandoned that plan and challenged our assumptions about home construction and home ownership. So I look for the cheapest land that I could find. So rather than the ideal a uh, couple of acres in the in something slightly more rural where we could have a little kind of homestead, if you will. Mm-hmm. We looked for the cheapest land that we could find, and I found a tiny lot in a in a basically what you would call an urban area that had a that had um, a home on it that had been demolished oh about a decade before 
we had moved uh, before we had constructed the home. So we quickly, uh, quickly called, had all the, uh, we found out that you know, the taxes were up to date. There wasn't a problem with that. The, the guy who owned it, just his, um, construction business closed, um, because of the recession. So this, this land, he was just paying taxes on it never intended to do anything with it. So we got a great deal on it, 3,500 bucks and wow. it, yeah, so cheap. And it already had the sewer in place, gas lines. Um, and it was, it was, it was almost ready, um, for home construction. So we had a, a little bit of land prep, um, to fill in the old basement for the house that had been there so that we could build on top of it. And once we figured out the land, which was really the biggest challenge, we had to um, tackle the next adventure, which was the minimum dwelling size. So not only was a 300 square foot house not okay for this borough, we had to have a home a minimum of 500 square feet. So there was hurdle, there's multiple hurdles along the way, but this was a biggie for us. With this requirement from the city, the Penningtons carefully reviewed all of their options. We looked for, it started with the, the smallest house that we could legally have <laughs> in this municipality. And then after that, we wanted um, something that had lots of open space so that we didn't have a lot of walls, um, that there was a lot of freedom to move about and, and to change things up if we if we wanted to something that didn't have a lot of features built in that we couldn't easily change if we wanted to um but with that they build the uh the construction company i call it a construction company the manufacturer gave us the ability to customize a lot of the uh, plan as well so they have a a, a plan outlined already for a 500 square foot house. So we were able to customize it and we got the layout that we wanted, um, with a, has a separate bedroom and the rest of the living space is really open. Um, more like your great room kind of style is, is the primary living space in the house. And we've got a porch at it as well. So that, that really was about it for the requirements. Um, we we kept we just kept an open mind and and focused on minimizing the expense, knowing that we wanted to uh, pay off the house as quickly as possible. Though they still dream of their two cup house, Claudia and Garrett are proud of the work they've put in, and they're happy where they are now in their marriage, finances, and lives. Special thanks to Claudia for coming on and sharing their story. If you want to get a play-by-play review of how they've dumped that $200,000 of debt, then check out Two Cup House. I'll have a link to it in the show notes, plus some of my favorite posts from them, along with the resources that can help you too with your own debt-free journey. And make sure you catch next week's episode. We'll be going over how to achieve financial independence together. So if you haven't already, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You'll get all the latest stories and tips on building your wealth together sent to you. It's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and more. You can also grab the feed off our site so you can listen to the show from whatever podcast app you prefer. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere, and music for makers. Finally, 
I want to say thank you. Couple Money Podcast is possible because of listeners like you. Your tweets, reviews, likes, and more are encouraging. Thank you so much. And I'm really thrilled to share this news with you. I've written a book. Yep, last month, amid all the chaos that's been going on, I submitted to my publisher. There's still so much work ahead, but I'm just taking a moment to savor this. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, I think you'll agree there's so much you can cover with marriage and money. So I had to focus on one topic with this book. Big goals like dumping debt, like traveling more, retiring early. They don't happen by accident. So this book is going to be all about jumpstarting things. It's a four-week guide to helping you create a plan that fits your marriage. I can't wait to share more details as we get closer, including the release day. So if you want to know, sign up for my newsletter. Besides the podcast, I also have free money and marriage workshops and articles that you can grab. It's all in there. Just go to couplemoney.com slash VIP list. Thanks again for everything. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.